You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You gotta make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to participate in the show, please feel free to do so. The phone number here is 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. We do have a new caller, so why don't we start with that? Oh, boy. This is uh, Dane. This is my first time calling in. And What's up, Dane? What a pathetic showing we all just had to witness. I yeah. almost turned it off probably ten times, but <laughs> somehow they kept reeling me back in, believing that we might be able to do something. Oh, my God. You know, I I listened to your shows all week last week talking about how Matt LaFleur is not the issue, and I kind of agree with you on his play calling part. But why do we have so many penalties? Yeah. What is that about? No one's ever going to win. I don't care how good you could possibly be on either side of the ball or on special teams, which we're not good at any of them. But you'll never win with those penalties. Right. Just so bad. And Jordan Love, I I don't know what to think. We're so incompetent on so many levels, whether it's Josh Myers literally whiffing on blocks or the running backs not being able to catch and fumbling and not doing their thing, or wide receivers not being able to catch, that it's so hard to evaluate every other position on that field. And Jordan Love is the same. I just have no idea what to think, except for every time he throws the ball, it seems inaccurate or seems to be the wrong guy or seems to be that he didn't throw it quick enough. I mean, he misses too many wide-open guys. And his only specialty is getting a one-yard completion out to the side that's about a 20-yard pass that ends up netting about one yard. Yep. So bad, so bad. Go Pack Go. Man, how depressing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you 100% on all of that. Um, as you'll find out tomorrow, um, I'm, I'm officially... And when I say out, I don't mean that it's impossible to get back in. But as of right now, unless things change, you have lost your job. Jordan Love is out. Matt LaFleur is also out for me. Um, again, I, I don't necessarily agree with the play calling, but that's the whole point about tomorrow's podcast is it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant for us to be arguing about it because at the same time, we all basically think the same thing. Most of us do. Some are circling the wagons, whatever. But I do think most of most people, when I talk to them, we have these arguments, and at the end of it, it's like, well, you know, okay, so so let's just say Matt LaFleur's play calling is good enough. Is he doing good enough? No. Then why are we arguing about Matt LaFleur? Or Jordan Love. Like, what we nitpick about, like, what was good and what was bad. Is he playing good enough? No. Is he the guy right now? Is, the, is what he doing? No. So we don't need to argue. 
We don't. You know, uh, the offensive line is is making it harder on him. So what? So what? It's irrelevant. He's not good enough. And Matt LaFleur is not good enough. This team is not good enough. Period. This is such a disorganized disgrace of a performance. Matt LaFleur said it himself. The, the, the lack of discipline is the problem, and he's right. This is the least disciplined Packers team I've seen I, I don't know how long. And yes, they're young, but I'm not buying that BS excuse. I don't care. I don't care. So right now, I'm looking at a organizational overhaul that at least includes the head coach and the quarterback. And if things turn around, then we can revisit this. But as of right now, I don't see a path. I, I shouldn't say I don't see a path. I, I If things continue this way, I don't see any reason to delay the inevitable and have another year like this year. It's nonsense. Either you prove right now that you are better than, than this or you have to go. And I don't know if Brian Gutekunst is included in that. I don't personally think so, but like I said in tomorrow's podcast, I didn't think there was any chance Jordan wouldn't get another year, and I came off that train pretty fast. I didn't think that Matt LaFleur would be gone after this year, and I am officially off that train. I'm not saying that these things are going to happen necessarily. That's just my vote. Anyways, let's go back to the beginning of the football game. This is at 12.42, so we're just a little bit into the game. Hey, Ryan. It's Ryan here watching this game. Not looking good so far. Nope. You know, Jordan Love, he definitely deserves some criticism. This year has not been tremendous for him. But at the end of the day, 24-year-old guy, first year starting, you'd like to think maybe, you know, Take some steps from here. Matt LaFleur, I know he's been taking a huge hit. And honestly, I, I got to say, I think it's deserved. And it starts at the root. What did Matt LaFleur do to get this job in the first place? Because to me, it kind of seems like he was friends with smart people. Him not actually smart. And, you know, he was with that Ram team that was doing great things, great offense, he wasn't calling the plays. I mean, he was getting Sean McVay's coffee, and, you know, I, he wasn't doing it there. And then when he finally got to call the plays in Tennessee, it was horrible. It was horrific, and we gave him a pass because he had Marcus Mariota and didn't have a lot to work with, but it was nasty. Okay, so he never ran the show. And he came here, and he's got an all-time great quarterback. We know the quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, is really at the end of the day doing what he wants to do. It's more his offense than anyone else's. And it goes well for a couple years, and then that quarterback gets kind of old and he's getting a little injured and he's not quite as good. And, uh, you know, last year was Pardon my French. And this year is looking like trash again. And I just want a guy who can call place who's proven it, not because they're a friend of somebody who's smart and proven it. I want to see a guy come in here, who's, even if it's college, if they've had a successful time in college calling plays, that's fine. But I want a guy who's proven himself more than simply being friends with smart people to come in here and run the show. Give Jordan Love a chance, please. Yeah, and I, I obviously have a different perspective. I think I think he is a good play caller. I think he's you know, he is a part of that crew, those four guys that, that are really, really intelligent. Um, and I think that we've seen that. Um, 
And I think he's 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 built for a different team. He's built for a team that has playmakers and and has a sort of ready-made team. You know, you look in Miami, you look at you know some of these other places. They they have the playmakers. I don't think Matt Lafleur is the guy that's going to rally the troops if things are not going well. That's not his thing. It, it, it's just he's not a leader. He's not a motivator. He's not a a a builder. He's not building a culture. He, he's he's going to he's an offensive coordinator. He's going to call plays. Um. So, yeah, I think he deserves some criticism. But again, I mean, my my stance has been pretty straightforward. I I don't think there's anything wrong with the play calling. I think Jordan. We see Jordan Love have a chance. He has plenty of chances. He can't capitalize. He can't throw an accurate pass to save his freaking life. I mean, it, it honestly is remarkable to me how many off-target passes there are. And then we blame the wide receiver who doesn't make some kind of miraculous behind-the-back in-double-coverage catch because technically he probably could have had it. I don't give a crap what he could have done. Dude, if you got a, a guy streaking down the field, throw it to him. I'm, I'm so tired of seeing guys do this thing where they're like jumping backwards, trying to reach out as far as they can. I mean, it's just throw after throw after throw after throw, seeing the same thing. And, and the reason why everybody's double-covered is because they're so late and so underthrown that other defenders have the time to get there. He has the chance. He has the opportunity. He's not capitalizing on it. So, you know, I agree insofar as Matt LaFleur is not cut out for the job he has right now. I think he can be a guy somewhere, but a young team like we have that is not ready and needs direction and needs guidance. And, um, I, you know, I, I, I think, I, you know, Put Matt LaFleur in Miami, I think they would have success. But he's not the guy we need for this moment. Maybe he was the right guy for when we had Aaron Rodgers. You know, we got the quarterback, we got the wide receiver, we got, you know, we, we just need a guy that can come in here and be ahead of the curve, unlike Mike McCarthy, who's, you know, too old school. We need somebody that's more modern to modernize our playbook and get all this stuff a little bit more tip of the spear and see if we can make a push. And, and again, that was, maybe Matt LaFleur was part of the all-in thing. This isn't all-in anymore. Now we need a Deion Sanders. We need a culture builder. That's not Matt LaFleur. He's a play caller. We don't have the right guy for this particular job. Will Matt be able to get another job somewhere else? Yeah, and I think he could potentially be successful somewhere else. But it's not going to be here. It's not going to be now. And, and honestly, I don't really want to move on in a new direction with a new quarterback unless we have somebody that is already in place that is going to be driving this new culture. I don't want to get him another bite at the apple. I trust him as a play caller. I trust him as a, as a quarterback coach. I mean, he's, he's done great things with quarterbacks. He's a smart guy when it comes to quarterback. That's cool. And if he wants to take a job as a quarterback coach or even an offensive coordinator, potentially, that's fine. But not as a head coach. Because this locker room, this culture, this team has gone straight backwards. And it, I don't think it's just the fan base that is losing faith in him. I think it's his players, to be completely honest. I think they're all losing faith. And that's a serious problem. And, you know, it's it's potentially to the point where even if Matt LaFleur isn't the bad guy, it almost doesn't even matter anymore. Because once you lose the locker room, I mean, we, we can't just get rid of everybody and bring in all new people and, and see if he can have a, see if these guys can be more motivated or something. So, is what it is. Hey, Ryan. My calls have been very negative lately. So, you know, I figured I'd call, talk about something not negative. Hey, nice. We'll talk about a little brisket. Uh, yes, I'm so. My hungry. father was a farmer, so <laughs> get a quarter of beef every year, and I never have enough people over to warrant making a brisket. So I had like three in my freezer. Dude, hook me I up. Got a Traeger. Yesterday was my son's third birthday. My wife wanted a grilled cheese bar. I said that's boring. I need brisket. So 
was up at 1 a.m., put the brisket on, back up at 6 a.m., wrapping it in tin foil, um, and did brisket grilled cheeses. And nice. Man, oh, man, were they good. Sounds I'm amazing. I'm shocked I didn't mess up my first brisket. I just did something simple since it's my first time and did a trigger beef rub on everything. But, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to smoke more briskets now. Hopefully this game turns around. Go back and yeah, I um brisket is really good. It's um I I fortunately have never butchered a brisket. Um I'm I haven't I, I don't think I'll ever make a, a until I get a ten thousand dollar smoker or something. Or a thousand one of those three thousand uh, dollar whatchamacallits. I don't think you'll ever reach the peak, but you know, you, you get a good enough cut of meat and just take good care of it and you can make some good stuff. You know, you might not be able to get that perfect bark or whatever, but yeah, I uh, I enjoy a good brisket for sure, and I look forward to doing more of them. It's just so expensive, and it's really not expensive, you know, on a per pound thing. It's just hard to justify that initial hit. Even if I can wrap my head around it, it's hard to get my wife to get her head wrapped around it. Like, yes, it's expensive, but I'm going to eat this for a long time. Like, this is, you know, she would almost rather me buy, like, a steak than a brisket, even though the steak is way more expensive, because I can get a steak for, you know, you get a couple steaks for 20 bucks or something, a couple really nice ones, but... You know, you're going to eat it, and you're still going to be hungry, and it's gone. Brisket, dude, I'm going to be eating that forever. I'm going to eat until I hurt myself, and then I still got a week's worth of brisket left. Anyways, Trevor, I appreciate the call. Glad everything went well with your first brisket, and I uh, look forward to hearing more. Today, I I just made soup. I've uh, been doing a lot of... I've been doing tons of chicken thighs. I haven't really... You guys haven't called in about it, so I haven't talked about it, so now I get to vent a little bit. Tons of chicken thighs. I have learned that I love chicken thighs. Uh, Malcolm Reed does a thing he calls burnt chicken. There's there's a word missing in there, but it's a adult word that I won't say. But it's basically just chicken thighs right over an open flame, and I love it. And it's great because you can do all different stuff, different marinades, different sauces, different rubs, and it's like eating a different thing every time. So I've done different marinades. Barbecue is still probably my favorite because just barbecue chicken over a charcoal flame is delicious. But yeah, man, I just t- I do boneless, skinless. Just get them seasoned up, rubbed up, sauced up, whatever. Just throw them right over the open flame. Bring it up to temp. Oh. It's amazing. Get some baked potato. What else? What else have I made lately? A lot of pork loin and pork tenderloin. Did salmon yesterday. Salmon and risotto. But uh, I got the pressure cooker out because I couldn't find my rice cooker, so I got out the pressure cooker. And then I was like, you know what would be really good in here is risotto because it makes it real easy. So I did that. And then I was like, you know what I could do? I could make some soup because I went and bought a bunch of soups. And I was like, I better be cheaper if I just make a huge batch. I don't necessarily think it is. It's crazy how cheap soup is. But anyways. I got some homemade soup in the fridge now, and I bought way too many containers to hold the soup in, so now I have to make, like, tons of soup, because I feel I have to justify purchasing, like, 30 of these freaking soup containers. So I made a creamy Italian chicken noodle, and I gotta figure out what soup I'm gonna make tomorrow. I, I, I also have made, uh, recently a Zuppa Toscana, which is my favorite soup to make. I freaking love Zuppa Toscana. It's unbelievably good. I don't make that in the pressure cooker, although I'm tempted to try that because it just makes everything so easy and fast. The hell, heck else have I made? I feel like I'm wasting my life away. Like, is that all you've done? I do have some more hanger steaks. Um, I made a hanger steak once, and it was just, it blew my freaking mind. It was one of the best steaks I've had. So I got another one, and I'm going to celebrate that. When I hit, uh, I've got some goal weights set up for when I lose enough weight. So got about a, I don't know, couple pounds to go. I'm going to make those steaks. Hey, Ryan. Hey. I'm just calling after the first quarter just ended. Um, my review of the first quarter is that it always just seems like 
You there? It's there's all, oh, sorry, hearing noise in the background. <laughs> that was because my the game was playing on my phone. Okay. <laughs> that I was talking. Sorry, back the to game you. was playing on my phone for some reason, so <laughs> that was getting in the way of me being able to talk. Yeah. Anyways, um, it really seems like with this team, if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, like if. Jordan Long's playing well, and he's putting it right where the ball needs to be, but the receivers are dropping it, and they're finally they're finally stopping the Vikings, but it's just they give up a stupid penalty and run into Kirk Cousins. It's just, if it's if it's not one thing, it is another, and that's kind of been what it has been for most of the season. Um, and Yeah, it's, I mean, it's gotten to the point where my son and I are watching, and every time a big play happens, we're looking, going, no flags, no flags, no flags, because you just expect it. I mean, it really feels like close to most of the time when something good actually happens, there's a flag. And I'm, I'm not blaming the refs. I, I think they're legitimate penalties. Um, it's just, it's kind of absurd that you just assume that there's going to be a penalty on these plays. We're seeing that come through in, through the first quarter. So hopefully in the second quarter we can get things together, but we'll see. Um, that's just my review of what we've seen so far. It's the same kind of slow start, but that's not. I'm not putting that on Jordan Love, Metal for anything. That's just stupid things that have been happening that have caused it. That to is be a accurate. Um, yeah, we'll see how the game goes. Peace. Peace, Aaron. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and take our first break and. Uh... I'm not going to beg for money on a day like this, so <laughs> we'll just be right back. Hey, U.S. Cellular customers, I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't just misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you. Us Days at U.S. Cellular, exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Terms apply. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hey, Ryan. It's Seth. What's up? I, um, I had to start the game about a half an hour late, but I have it recorded. <laughs> And so I'm catching up, so I'm probably behind the rest of you, but uh, we just had the Packers' second punt, and I am very frustrated <laughs> because I thought Love looked really good. Um, on the first drive, Rashid had that stupid downfield call, which I honestly kind of thought was a BS call by, flag by the refs. He, he was like two yards downfield, and he was only downfield because his guy got past him. It's not like he was even looking for the ball. He didn't. It didn't impact the play at all. It was a broken play. Like, how many times in a broken play doesn't the offensive lineman end up a little downfield? So I thought that was kind of crap. But what a great throw by Love. What a great play to extend it before the throw. Not get- yeah, that, that early on play, that was, I mean, 
you know, I don't want to get into the whole wild play thing because that's that's overplayed. But that that was sort of like one of the first regular season, like holy crap, that was impressive type of throws. Fact. Um, and then on that third and short or whatever it was, Myers completely whiffed on his guy. Yep. Like he looked like a complete idiot. And I I'm sorry, I know Myers is a good pass blocker, but if you can't be halfway competent as a run blocker, I don't want you in there. I don't care if you're the best pass-blocking center in the league. If you can't at least get in your guys' way on third and short so we can run the ball, it doesn't. that can't happen. Yeah. You have no run game, man. I'm, I'm so sick of Myers. Um, and I know he can pass-block. I seriously, I want to try him at guard because maybe he just, he just needs less to think about. So he can just focus on... Run blocking and pass blocking, not setting protections and other stuff, because clearly he's not good at everything. Just pass blocking, and honestly, I think he sucks at everything else. Um, sorry, I'm a little frustrated, as you can tell. The other thing oh, it is, gets better. Um, what the heck, Jair, giving up third and like ten, and he's playing soft coverage. And I don't mean soft, meaning he's at the first down marker. He's giving like fifteen yards of cushion. This guy gets up and gets an easy first down. So that pissed me off. Oh, uh, what else pissed me off? Musgrave then drops a huge ball. I just Aaron Jones drops a big pass. Love's looking good. Our team around him is playing, you know, not everyone, but we have too many people making big mistakes and costing us. So, anyways, all right, bye. Yeah, I think at this point in the game, I agreed with pretty much that entire assessment. I don't think I had any issues with Jordan early on. Um, thought he was doing the best he could with what he had. Didn't really see any of the errant throws. Um, in fact, there were several good throws and then, you know, drops in the offensive line. And, and that was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it going, this, what I'm watching now is what everybody's been describing. Not that that's what I saw last week, but, um, you know, th- this, is, this is a complete team collapse. And uh, Jordan is the only one kind of doing anything that I can see. Now, again, that changes. But I, I think I agreed with that assessment early on. Um, and, and again, I, I think as far as Myers is concerned, I think that's a completely fair way to put it. And I've always said, if, if you want to say that I don't care how good of a pass blocker he is, he needs to be a better run blocker or I don't want him in there, then that's that's a completely fair thing to say. And we can kind of debate that. And I think that there's merit to it and, you know, whatever. Um, <clears throat> my whole thing was just trying to make sure that we're at least on the same page about what the situation is but i i get what you're saying and i understand the uh the thought that you know great you're a you're a top 10 pass blocker but you are making our team look like a joke i mean it's not just that you look like a joke it's our entire team is like laughable and you are usually the guy that we're laughing at or everybody's laughing at when they're laughing at the packers because you're belly flopping all over the place and just flopping around doing nothing um and i'm freaking tired of it so um, at this point, I have come off of so many of my original thoughts and people that I had defended. Um, and, and it's not even that he deserves defense necessarily. Again, I, I get worked up because I just want people to see things the right way. And I end up over defending things that don't need to be defended. And I over attack things that shouldn't be attacked quite so hard just because of the disagreement. But I, I, I have no desire to defend Josh Myers and, and his play, which has been, you know, really bad on a lot of plays. Um, so that's, that's fine. I'm good with that take. I don't care. <laughs> hey, Ryan, Jersey Mike, T- tell me it's all Jordan Love's fault. 
Tell me it's all Jordan Love's fault. How Jersey Mike, I have never said it's all his fault. Calm down. Who whoever said it's all his fault? Whoever said that? This is this is what social media is doing right now. People people are out there. First of all, the the one thing is, you know, how can you blame? How can you watch all the drops and how can you watch the offensive line and tell me it's all Jordan Love's fault? First of all, you can do the same thing with everybody. How can you blame Josh Myers? Have you seen the rest of the guys he's working with? Have you seen his quarterback? Have you seen the wide receivers? And your takeaway is Josh Myers is bad. Anybody can do that for any player at any position. How can you blame Romeo Dobbs because he had one drop? Have you seen the throws from Jordan Love? Have you seen the offensive linemen? Have you seen the play calls? It's 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 nonsense. It's all of them. So it's all of them. It's absolutely Jordan Love as a part of that. And it's not all of that. So calm down. <laughs> and again, don't call in the first quarter and do this because you know he's going to be making mistakes. I'm just saying. Are we supposed to do anything when any single time we get anything done, the refs call some miraculous bullcrap? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Are you kidding me? And then I, I, I saw Jordan Reed, uh, Jaden Reed wide open on a play, and that, that's when Love takes a sack. But every other time, the offense is letting them down. Every other time, we get a penalty called. This is disgusting. Zoberry's defense is called like crap. These yes. refs are disgusting. They refuse to call a single penalty. <laughs> I was making the joke that I had the refs on my fantasy football team and I was dominating. <laughs> You're on the Vikings, but they'll call every single penalty on us. Tell me, tell me this game isn't rigged. I dare you to figure out how you can tell me this game isn't rigged. I love Jersey Mike. Kyle from Madison, what's up? Brian, Kyle from Madison, what's up, man? What's up? So we're in the second quarter of the game. Um, I'm telling you. It has been a rough start for this offensive line. Um, I mean, like right out of the gate, it's like, you know, Walker penalty wiping out what was just like just a gorgeous freaking 20-yard dime from Love to Dobbs. Great catch. That wipes that out. Then Myers whiffs on a running play. I think it was a running play. Myers just completely whiffs. Doesn't even block the guy. Drive over. Next possession, Walker whiffs. And 15-yard loss, you know, end of the first. Um, and then, you know, we've, we're getting the ball back. That's some terrible calls, man, I got to say. I mean, I don't, I'm not going to blame the rest, but, man, they're getting every call right now. Just some some interesting calls. And then, then, you know, we get some stuff going. We got a third and one. We get a couple nice runs from Jones. It's third and one. Nope. Run in penalty. Turns it into second and 16. You know, Love misses a little bit outside. I don't know. It was maybe like an eight or nine yard pass. I don't look like he was a little short on it. Maybe definitely was dirted, but would have been, I don't know, third and six. But again, it's like, you know, we're just killing ourselves with the line, you know, the line and then just some big drops like Musgrave had a big drop. And it's just, it sucks because I feel like Love's been, he's doing what he's asked to do. Um, and he hasn't really been given too much of a chance here. These penalties are absolutely killing us. So, man, I'm hoping that we can get things going and just clean this up because, um, like, it's nothing the Vikings are doing. We are 100% doing this to ourselves right now. Yep. So let's hope we can keep this game 10 nothing or so at the end of this half and do something. I don't know. But anyway, take it easy. Enjoy the game. Let's go back. Yeah, I think everybody called on that same commercial break. That was... <laughs> That was at 101, 104, 105, and Jersey Mike's back at 108. So we, we got to get it all in here. 
Jersey Mike again. Every single time we get them to third down and long, Joe Barry lines up the defense 12 yards off the line of scrimmage. I am so angry right now. So angry. This man needs to be fired immediately after this game. I'm sick of this. Yeah, I mean, it's just... This was this was rough. I mean, for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's just, and I understand execution is a, is is a piece of this. There's no doubt that that's a part of it. But it just seems so easy to pick this defense apart, you know. And and the problem is a lot of the plays you look at it. Some plays it's not the case. You can kind of pick out players that miss a tackle or whatever the case is. But a lot of times, there, there's really nobody to blame. They they just pick apart the open spaces. I mean, they're just manipulating our defense and they make it look really easy. Um, it doesn't look like a really difficult defense to play against. And, and that that's not about, you know, just the, the, the players being not fast enough or, or not being able to close. Or that. It's just it's just an open zone, you know? That's just where you go. And they they're always end up sending somebody to that open spot every time. And yeah, you know, I mean, it's, you know, whether you blame Jair or, or blame Joe Barry, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't really get a chance to see it. I know Jair has taken some of the blame about playing off, but, you know, and the announcer's like, well, you got to respect his speed. Like, no, you got to respect the, the, the boundary there. And Jair, you're supposed to have speed. So, I, I mean, if you're so scared of a guy like Jordan Addison, who it's not even like he's a 4-3-2 guy for crying out loud. We act like Jordan Addison is the fastest guy in the world. The guy ran a four four nine. You're telling me you got to be 15 yards off because, you know, yeah, I mean, he could easily run a quick curl route or an out route at the sticks, but what if he runs a go route? I need to be 10 yards off of him. What the F are you talking about? You can't run with this guy? His initial 40 that he ran, the first time he ran was a four five five. He got it down to a four four nine. What speed is it that you're respecting? Don't let him just stop at the sticks. I, I don't know, man. Again, it just seems like a relatively easy defense to pick apart. It's not hard to find the open zones and just throw to the guy. You know, and it's like if we bring extra pressure, somebody's wide open. And then we drop everybody but three guys, so eight guys in coverage, and the tight end's wide open. Like, <laughs> I've, I don't think I've ever seen a three-man run and the quarterback just three-step three, three drop, boom, hits a guy wide open. How do you have somebody wide open when you drop eight guys? I don't understand that. There should be no such thing as wide open in that scenario. Open enough to catch something, sure, eventually. I just, I've never, I don't know. I'm glad they kind of turned it around down the uh, down the stretch there, but that was, that was just kind of, you're watching it and just go, this is kind of what I expect. I mean, when, when DVOA says this is, this is the 27th ranked defense, that's exactly what it looked like, the 27th ranked defense. Oops, try that again. Okay, what the heck was the ref doing? You can't, uh, Dobbs just had that juggled ball. And the ref was in between Jordan Love and the center, not letting him snap the ball, which gives the Vikings time to challenge. The Green Bay didn't sub. You can't stand between him and the ball. And it's not under two minutes, so it's not booth reviewable. So that is complete bullcrap and on the refs, regardless of a catch or not. All right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if we subbed or what exactly the situation or rule was on that, but there you go. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig. Hey. Halftime just showed the graphic that uh, the Vikings give up the most points in the first half, and we score the fewest. What a great combination. Yeah, right. Uh, drop passes, penalties, Jordan running on third and long and tripping over his feet. It's just it's ugly. It's such a mess. And and the defense just playing 
Not so great either. Oh, God. Anyway, we're a second-half team. Let's see what happens. We'll see what happens. Fast forward uh, 30 minutes. Here's Craig calling back. Uh, 24 to 3. <laughs> uh, intercepted and got the touchdown on the next play. Uh, oh, uh, oh, that's Craig, by the way. Hey, Craig. Um, why can't um, we just can't seem to get contested balls ever? Reed had that ball and the guy took it away from him. It's, uh, again, a little underthrown. Um, but uh, I, I don't know why we can't freaking take balls away or get them. Oh, shit. Uh, excuse me. All right. I might turn it off soon. This is terrible. Bye. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I know there were a lot of contested opportunities, but most of them were, I mean, I'm, I'm putting it in the 5% cat. The, the thing to Jaden Reed, when you have a defender with his arms in between your arms and he rips his arm through your hands, you're not going to catch that. And same with the Christian Watson one at the end. As soon as the ball touches his hands, it gets punched from behind. I mean, no, you're not catching that. This isn't like two guys have two hands on the ball and one of them is going to come down with it and it happens to be them. This isn't that. Now, there, there are probably different instances that were kind of closer to that or some other ones where it's like, okay, that could have been caught, should have been, whatever. But we're looking at situations that, number one, way less than 50% success rate on that. Number two... The only reason they're in that situation is because it wasn't a little underthrown. It was massively underthrown. A good throw means he doesn't have to break his stride. A decent throw would be like if he slowed down. You know, he has to slow down, but he slows down and then he's still able to catch it. A bad throw is he has to slow down so much he has to stop and turn around and reach backward. That's a terrible throw. A terrible throw is it's so underthrown that a second defender, a linebacker, is able to catch back up and get so close to you that his elbow is in your face. And he can rip his whole arm through your hands. That's not a little underthrown. That's massively underthrown, right? Good throw is full speed, not even slowing down. So-so throw is he had to slow down, but, you know, it, it all worked out in the end. You know, you do that thing where you maybe slow way too much down, slow down too much, and then kind of dive forward a little bit. Terrible throw is when you see our guys falling backwards with their hands reached behind them, which happens all the time. That's not a little underthrown, and that's not an easy contested catch. That's not just your generic 50-50, two guys jumping for it scenario, which, by the way, even in those scenarios, you're less than 50%, because you can either catch it, the other person can catch it, or nobody can catch it. It's not 50-50, and these are way harder than your average 50-50, when you got guys ripping their hands through your hands. So, you know, I, I, again, I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why we're, looking at the contested catches when i mean we have guys streaking down the field that if they catch it these could be like i mean who for all i know Jaden reed could have scored and we're all going to be pissed at Jaden reed for getting open down the field because it was so underthrown he was double covered and the linebacker was able to rip his hand his arm through his hands and rip the arm the ball out that's on Jaden reed come on man i just i can't i can't uh i can't go with you on that we got like Second or third and one, and no, I think it was second and one. And we got Dylan again. We're in shotgun, and Dylan's back there. Why aren't we under center and giving him some speed? We only needed a half a yard. I know we scored the touchdown with uh, with Dobbs, but I just don't get why we're freaking running Dylan out of shotgun when we need less than a yard. So stupid. Well, I don't know why we're not doing the whole. Uh, I hate to say tush push, but I forgot what name we were. Uh, the cheek sneak. <laughs> 
I don't know why we're not doing that, because supposedly that's cheating. As far as the shotgun thing, I know everybody hates that, but again, that that statistically that has proven to be more successful than running under center. Um, that's just the reality. This was a couple years ago. The um, Chicago Bears ran from shotgun at the goal line, and they didn't get in, and everybody crucified the Chicago Bears. You idiots, you ran out of shotgun. Why weren't you under center? Dumbest people in the world. And uh, stat nerds to the rescue, rescue came out, and they're like, actually running from shotgun is has been proven to be better than under center. Now, the cheek sneak probably would have been a better option, but as far as running under center compared to running from the shotgun, that's not really... That's sort of a, a fan thing that they hate the running from shotgun thing. Teams do it a lot because it works. That's why they do it. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back and hear from Kyle from Madison. Ryan, Kyle from Madison, man. What up, man? Yeah, let's figure out just calling now because it looks like the game's probably over. It's about 13 <laughs> minutes left in the fourth. And I don't know what all is going to ensue from now on, but regardless, like you can't – I know one thing. You cannot blame the quarterback for this game. I mean, this is all about terrible penalties. I can't entirely blame the quarterback, but he is as culpable as anybody else on this team. I mean, who is – if you could count on one hand – the amount of bad throws. Tell me one player that has as many mistakes. Okay. A lot of them weren't deserved, at least I think a lot of the defensive ones. Maybe the refs, but that's, <laughs> there's nobody, there's no one entity that you can blame for making as many singular mistakes. We just watched the Rashawn Gary, and he puts his freaking face mask in Cousin's chest within one step maybe a half step of the ball being released. I'm sorry. I mean, and then it gives them first down, and then now they're going to freaking score a game basically over. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe some crazy uh, miracle. The amount of times I said, hey, man, if we just get a pick six here, we're seven points away. I never. I don't think I ever said if we get a touchdown here, and then we're <laughs> probably said it at some point, but I was definitely expecting or hoping the defense would bail us out. Like if we could get like two pick sixes and tie this thing, we're, we got a game here stuff happens i'm sure the packers will try and make it interesting or maybe there'll be five picks yeah. by love but the game is basically over after that penalty um just a really really you know kind of disheartening effort from a penalty standpoint in particular first half penalties on the offensive line and then second half penalties on the defense um and then the tight end just killing us uh, Hawkinson has had a lot of big conversions, and it's really frustrating. So, I don't know who people will be blaming. I'll probably bury you this week. Um, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> hopefully, we need to I mean, yell about something else this week. Pick. I, I don't know. I mean, like Reed, either catch that, or you just don't let that guy catch it. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess play defense on the play. I don't know. That's that's an option. I guess some people say it's his fault. I don't know. I don't see that. I just a lot of bad penalties. Again, horribly timed penalties. Um, a lot of them are just garbage, complete garbage penalties. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I think that one on Gary is just that's that's pretty. I mean, he, he's not leading with his head. He puts his face mask on Cousins' shoulder pad. I, I don't really know what he's supposed to do there. Um, but the refs are calling everything against us here, so I, I'm not saying that's why we lost because we didn't. We did it to ourselves most of the time, but on defense here in the second half when we needed stops, it's not happening. So, um, 
don't really know where you go from here. I guess maybe we'll see what happens from here on out. They're, I'm sure the Vikings are going to be playing back a bit. Well, maybe they'll blitz. I don't know. But, I mean, if I was me, I'd be just playing back. But So maybe we'll make some things happen. But game's pretty much over. So, yeah, another whelmed performance, which was on offense almost totally self-inflicted. I guess it's a nice play by the defender to steal the ball from Reed. You just can't let him do it. But I guess they get paid too. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have to look at the tape. But another frustrating Sunday for totally different reasons. It seems to be our superpower this year. Anyway, talk to you later. Yeah, and I, you know, I don't like to be too declarative. I mean, I, I, I have to because, you know, I got the podcast, so I just unload everything that I'm thinking at, at the moment, and then I do this, and everybody gives their opinions, and I push back on this, that, or the other and kind of describe what I remember. But what inevitably always happens is I'm going to go back and watch and it's not going to be exactly as I remember it. And it's going to be like, oh, crap. I went on a tirade about that and that's not actually what happened. I feel like an idiot. But, you know, it is what it is, man. We got to... We'll go back and and get a second look at it when we can kind of not have to worry about um, the result because we know the result and we can just kind of watch what happened, get a better idea and and know what we're looking for and kind of keep track of these things uh we'll do that in uh in due time but yeah for now we just i don't know sit and stew hey ryan goose here hey goose never called during the game before but this is just oh my god (laughs) oh my goodness this team is I would say it's a comedy of errors, or maybe a comedic tragedy. Shakespeare would be jealous. Right. Definitely. There's suicide all over the place. They can get love off the field. Mr. Hop, Hop, Hop throws three seconds late. Oh, he's finally doing something good here with eight minutes left in the fourth. Too late. <laughs> this team is so ill-prepared, so undisciplined. Yep. Just... Holy crap. Right from the get-go, like the first good thing that happened in the game I can remember was Myers, and the, or no, it wasn't Myers. It was uh, 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 Walker being up the field on a pass so that a first down pass was negated. And it's been yeah. nothing but crap since then. The only reason that this team's having any progress is the Vikings are up by two scores. There's been no hope that the Packers could do anything in this game, the offense sucks. The defense, I'm done defending Joe Barry. Yeah, maybe he's got guys in the right places to win, but teams know how to beat him. Oh, yeah. oh and then Ricks is going to drop a pass that hits him right in the frickin' hands. <laughs> this team sucks. Yeah. And well, it's funny, too, because we, we demanded more Aaron Jones and more Dontavian Wicks, and they both drop passes today. Like, I mean, is there anybody we can count on? Like, who who do we want next week? Seriously, who who do we want? Who's going to save us? Do we, we, we want more Wicks? Do we want Watson or Dobbs or Reed? Should we, should we start screaming for Samori Ture? Is there a free agent or a trade we all want now? Like, who's left? <laughs> we all were hoping that Wicks would be our savior and, and Aaron Jones could come in and once, once he comes back, everything's going to be great. And it's like it, this this cancerous, awful cloud that is over the team is infecting everybody. It's not just like there's some bad players. It's no, there is this terrible fog that 
nobody is able to escape, apparently. If Goody doesn't go down there and shake some stuff up, if they don't put some people on notice, if they don't do something to get this team to stop screwing around, then they can all be fired. The 2018 is a dream at this point. I'd love to be in 2018 <laughs> right now. Does this team make that team look like a Super Bowl uh, a contender? This is horrific. And the number one thing I can point my hands at, my finger at, is Jordan Love. Ill-advised throws, late throws, the what the doing throws, just, oh, my God. I've never in all my life watched a team for the Packers look this like they didn't even practice. It looked like they all just showed up on Sunday, went out on the field and expected to succeed. And it's just, wow, this is unacceptable. Yep. Yeah, and it's funny because I saw the... uh... Aaron Nagler and Corey Banke did a little clip about, you know, how could you possibly blame Jordan Love? How how can you say that he had a bad day? Have you watched anybody else? And it's like, this is a Rorschach test because I, I will happily admit that I've seen the wide receivers in the offensive line play bad. I don't know why you can't admit that Jordan was garbage in this game. Like, I, I don't know why you can't admit that every single pass was so unbelievably poorly thrown what, what, why can't you? And it's like the default is always, well, did you see the wide receivers? Yes. So what? So what? Okay, fine. Matt LaFleur is garbage as a play caller. Everybody in the offensive line is awful every single time. The wide receivers never, ever, ever can catch a pass. Not one. Every single one of them was a drop. That does nothing to change anything because Jordan Love is still standing there and throwing completely erratic horrific passes that are so unbelievably inaccurate. Yes, he had some good passes in this game. That's not the question. It's about the consistency. He had some great passes. He had maybe his best throw of the entire season, which was negated by a penalty. So what? So what? I don't care what everybody else is doing. That's not a defense of Jordan Love. I don't know why you think it is. Anybody says, like, Jordan Love had a bad day, it's like, oh, have you seen the offensive line? Have you seen the wide receivers? Yes, so what? It's like saying uh, Al Capone killed people. It's like, oh, wow, have you ever heard of Hitler? Like, yes. Al Capone killed people. Oh, like the Night Stalker? Ever heard of him? Yes. But Al Capone killed people. Oh, my goodness. Stalin ring a bell? Duh. I don't know why you just keep saying these things. I'm making a statement that's true, and I don't know why you think by saying other people that did the same thing negates the fact that the person that I'm saying did a thing did do the thing. Are you even disputing my point? I feel like you think you are, but you're not. I don't know why you think you're disputing anything with what you're saying. I'm saying very clearly, in a clean pocket, this dude can't hit the broadside of a freaking barn. If you'd like to dispute that, go ahead and dispute it, and we can go ahead and look at the statistics in a couple days. And I have no question in my mind that his on-target passes are not going to be great because I watched them and they were not on target. 
and I'm really getting tired of everybody lowering the bar so low that we're now going to sit here and honestly debate whether what just happened in this game from a quarterback standpoint is acceptable. This is a guy we're going to win Super Bowl with. If not, why do you keep defending this? Stop defending it. Other people are bad. I don't give a crap. Yes, and he was too. Fine, you know what? It's not Josh Myers' fault. It's Elton Jenkins' fault that Josh Myers is playing bad. There, I can say stupid crap too. How do you expect Josh Myers to play? Well, have you seen Elton Jenkins? The guy right next to him, immediately to his left, have you watched him play football? He's kind of terrible. I don't know how you can blame Josh Myers when, you know, I mean, if this is the kind of stupid conversations we're going to have, I'm not talking about the drops. I'm talking about all the other throws. Did you witness more than half of his throws being either underthrown, overthrown, late, or some combination? Because I did. So if you agree with me, then stop making stupid excuses. And if you don't, then I don't know what you're watching. Because at this point, Matt LaFleur and, and, and uh, Jordan Love don't even disagree with me. So weird to have a quarterback have a great day and then come out and say he wasn't good enough and his accuracy is off and he needs to be more consistent. It's weird to have a quarterback have a great day and the head coach comes out and says that he missed too many throws. Why would you throw a quarterback who had a great day under the bus? That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me. Again, I'm not def- who am I defending? And you can't even pull the Jordan Love hater card because I've had the guys back up until the point where he started playing like crap. And then I got off the wagon. Hey, Ryan, we just uh, failed the fourth down. We're still down by 14 in the fourth quarter. But, um, I mean, it's just, this is more the team I expected to see this year. Flashes. I mean, it, I, I don't think Jordan Love is a nearly as bad today. I think he's actually been pretty good. Um, I, I need to go back and watch it, of course. But, you know, there's been... Just penalties killing us, drops killing us, and on defense, we just can't get off the field if it's third down. Just might as well put the ball two yards past first down marker and give him a first down. I mean, we've had third and longs all day for the defense, and they just can't get off the field. I don't get it. Or penalties, which I hate that one on Gary. I mean, I... I think I get why they called it, because that's the way the league's going, but I still don't think it was forceful contact and a penalty, but I don't know. I'm just... I mean, I'm out on the season, but I'm not out on the team still, you know? I mean, I, I think the season's going to be, we're not going anywhere, but I, like, this is the flash on Jordan Love we expected to see. I think he's, like I said, I think he's getting a little bit of that confidence back that I called in saying that I thought he had no confidence right now. I mean, he's, he's throwing the ball pretty well. I think, today. I think the biggest thing is he's still not seeing, like, safeties and stuff. Like, on that fourth down, he should have seen the safety driving on that and not gone there, but, um, Overall, I think an improvement outside of penalties, penalties, penalties. Go back to Yeah, so Trevor just watched a different football game than me. That's all there is to it. I, again, I, I did see a lot of really good throws. I, I saw more good throws in this game than I've ever seen from Jordan Love. But there were also just more throws in this game. Uh, when you throw the ball like 41 times, you're going to have more throws. So I will, I will happily say that. And who knows, he might even grade out well. I would doubt it because it's usually like a consistency grade, and I don't think he had consistency. But who knows? PFF surprises me all the time. Maybe he'll have a great grade. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. We'll have to just go back and watch because maybe I'm just remembering it wrong at this point. But we'll have to see. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of these 50-50 balls um, were just disagreeing on whether that was an accurately placed ball or a massively underthrown ball because in my mind they were underthrown, but maybe they were great. I don't know. i tell you what, though. I'm going to get out of here. You guys have a good rest of your day, and we will continue this chat tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.